Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that provides you with a greater range of actionable business ideas than you'll find practically anywhere else on the internet. We also have some guests who will tell you about health and a few other things, but our main focus is business to help you as an entrepreneur, small business owner, or corporate manager improve your business and your life. First, let me introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo. Uh, hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, all you have to do is go to theyackingshow.com, click on the contacts tab, and there's a short application form. We'd love to hear from you. So just fill that out. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Luke Newland. Luke, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Now, Luke, you are the owner-operator of Whiskey Run Golf Club in Port Colborne, Ontario. You're also the co-founder of Birdie Inc. It's a golf tee sheet software that integrates with Square, and we can't wait to get into that in just a Mm -hmm. little bit. But first, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and how you had such a, developed such a passion for golf? Yeah, for sure. So... Uh, I love golf. I mean, I've been a part of my life, virtually my entire life almost. Um, we have a golf course called Whiskey Run Golf Club in Port Colborne, Ontario, Canada. We've owned, uh, it's a family owned and operated in my family since 1989. Uh, I spent all that time since basically working there. I don't know if I missed a year. I might've missed one, <laughs> but um been working at that, doing everything. Basically you can think of at a golf course from fixing ball marks, divots out on the golf course, to working in the bar restaurant, to cutting the greens with the big riding mowers. So uh, most of the majority of my time has been spent on the sort of front lines in the pro shop and doing the marketing for the golf course though. But uh, all in all, I I love playing it. I've played it competitively when I was younger and um, golf has just been such a big part of my life. Wow. Very good. So I'm a, I'm a non-golfer now. I did play golf way back when I was in the corporate world. It was the, the thing to play golf, right? Yeah. And, and I had the luxury in South Africa working for a company that had uh, country estates, sugar estates, and they had clubhouses. And one of those has, in fact, got an international standard golf course where they have international competition. So we wow. were under some pressure as corporate managers to go and play golf. And I did while <laughs> I was there. And then I was never very good. And then my kids, when they were teenagers, started beating me at the municipal course. And I, I must confess, <laughs> that's when I gave up. So that's my my association with golf. However, yeah. what worries me is is when I look at um, – I used to watch a lot of the international matches on TV at one time as well. But has the interest in, in golf over the years decreased or has it grown? How How's it doing in the public awareness? Yeah, so in about uh, – in, in 2008 – it really started to like flatline mm-hmm. decline and at least in my golf course we it was very flat up until covid hit yeah. really and and covid actually did uh really a it was a good thing for golf because it was one of the things that you could actually go and do and so you saw like a very uh high uptake in in golf once covid hit and and i think oh, it's yeah. Winston churchill that said uh never let a good crisis go to waste mm-hmm. yeah yeah right? and so uh, that was the huge opportunity for golf um, ah. in 2020. The problem, like most golf courses, 
had trouble and, and still have um, horrible online booking experiences. So it was almost impossible to implement a really good system for them to, to get people playing golf safely and, and booking and, and reducing that sort of physical factor that comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got to tell us about your birdie golf tee sheet software. Tell us all about that. Yeah. That's a, a nice segue, right? Yeah. <laughs> so where the inspiration yeah. came for, for developing it. Yeah. So lucky, lucky for me at that time when COVID hit, like I already had birdie and square in place um, with uh, before no foresight into anything COVID happening. But um, we, uh, the, with birdie, what we did is our goal was to make the golf course operators life way easier. You know, and I mean, everyone says that when it comes to software and, and I, how do I know? Because I tried to implement multiple systems well before, and when we were able to utilize birdie as the T-sheet, which is, if you're not familiar with golf, is is the booking, how you make a reservation to go play. Um, when we were able to get uh, the average age of my golf course, 70 years old. And pre-utilizing good technology, we were getting less than 20% of our golfers booking, paying online. And post-implementing birdie, and we were able to get 90%. 90 plus percent. Yeah. So we went from less than 20 to over 90% of our golfers booking and paying online. And that's with an average age of 70. Wow. Yeah. That, that is really good. That is really Mm -hmm. good. Wow. Yeah. And I have to say like birdie at birdie, we're not um, like a golf tech company. We consider ourselves a tech company in golf. And you know, what do I mean by that? I mean that uh, we're on a cutting, like cutting edge of technology. Mm, mm, so mm, we believe in a terminology called the Kaizen, which is consistent. Yeah. They're constantly improving. And we've been doing that uh, methodology since day one. And one of the sort of the biggest improvements that we've made with the booking is we got rid of email, username, passwords. Okay. So that's stuff that you don't need to have a username, password anymore. Everybody's got too many passwords to begin with anyways. Sure. So now it's just completely mobile first we send you a text you click the link you're logged in you can start booking so this was your idea in developing this was i there is uh there's three of us three co-founders so i have uh, michael who's our engineer who really is the the genius behind the software you know i'm an operator and obviously a golf course so we were able to test right away and i go all in with birdie and square and then we also have Zach, who's our, our business development. Hey, that is so, very good. So are you actually marketing this now to other golf courses across yes. Canada? And, and actually Canada, the U.S. We're operating anywhere where Square operates. Because we integrate, we have a deep integration with mm-hmm. Square. Okay. We'll operate, yeah, we're anywhere where they operate, which is uh, Australia, the U.K., uh, even Japan, Ireland, all of uh, North America, yeah. Wow, very good. Hey? And Japan, of course, is very big on golf, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. We don't very have good. a course yet in Japan, but we are really looking forward to getting one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Wow, wow. Yeah. So, so over and above getting involved on on cutting edge software for golf or golf software, you've also got some pretty innovative ideas for marketing your own golf course, Whiskey Run. Now we had a look at your website yeah. and we saw some some quite interesting stuff. So, tell our audience a little bit about more about what you do and uh, 
And how would that help other leisure industries? You know, we don't want you to give all your golfing competitors secrets, but it's the lessons there for other le leisure industries. Well, yeah, the first thing really is actually, uh, it's on the backbone of actually technology too, because it's our, our loyalty program is the biggest thing. And that's when mm -hmm. we started Birdie and Square in 2020 is Square that allowed me to use the loyalty program. And this is, you know, it's where we actually give 10% cash back on every dollar you spend. So it's like, it's, it's the single biggest differentiator like I've ever seen. Uh, in the industry, whether I've been a part of or been witness to. So, and that's at over 30 years of being in this industry. The golfers absolutely love it, love being rewarded, giving cash back that they can use at my golf course. And I think the best, the best part about it from a business sense is that it allows me to really know my golfers and be able to remarket them using like mm -hmm. using squares automation which are just like really easy buttons nothing overly complicated and that's in over the last you know if we look at over the last three years which i've been doing since uh, 2020 um we what we've seen with the loyalty program which has been unbelievably incredible is that uh, on average a uh, golfer who's in our loyalty program will spend 210 percent more than someone who's not and will visit us 10 times more than someone who's time. not Wow. Yes. Wow, wow. wow. That is amazing. So yeah. And it's something like when I go to all the, um, the golf shows, association shows, everybody is always talking about, you know, how do we increase revenues? How do we get golfers coming back? And it's like, I've got three years of data showing me, this is it. This is how you mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. This is the Holy grail of golf, so to speak. Right. Well, and not just golf, but any business, right? That's right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's yeah. some good good lessons there for a number of other businesses. Wow, that is, that is amazing. So when you talk, sorry, Kathleen, I'm going to pursue this one a little bit. When you talk remarketing, so with your knowledge through your loyalty program of your customers, you could be aware that Peter Wright, for instance, who, who's a real hacker and pretty useless on the golf course, <laughs> but he's been fooling around with the same old set of clubs for the last four years. He hasn't bought a club in four years. Now's the time. We've got a special on, and we know he's tight with his money, so we've got a special on. Now we'll promote like hell this new range of golf clubs. Is that the sort of thing you can do with your loyalty program? I mean, that, that could be a potential action. Um, yeah. One of the things is really being able to see across the board, across the operation. So not just in the retail and golf, but in my food and beverage side of things, of at my bar, my yeah. restaurant and the yeah. events, everything, because we're giving such a big uh, percentage back that mm -hmm. the golfers are utilizing that loyalty. And then I can see who's spending what, where, and where we need to focus on. It allows us to make more, um, more analytical data-driven decisions. Right. Right. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. That's very good. So as podcasters that help provide actionable ideas uh, to business owners, can you give our audience some tips for marketing software, specifically software, and also leisure activity in a, in a competitive environment? Because it is a competitive, uh, it, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pull in several different directions for, mm -hmm. um, for their time, for people's time. Sure. So what is, can you give us Absolutely. some tips uh, yeah. Well, from my experience over the last three years, I say whatever you're doing uh, in your business right now, I'd switch to Square. It's uh, okay. it's single handedly enabled me to nearly double my business's revenue over the last three years. Um, oh, and really? and a lot of people don't. Yeah, and a lot of people don't um, 
don't understand Square completely. Everyone thinks it's a payment processor yeah. or that little white uh, mag yeah. stripe you plug into your phone. But that's my got that everything. was my impression too. So it's much more than that then. It's much more, and I'm probably going to miss out on a few of them, but like my website, my entire website that you guys saw, that's all built through Square. That enables me to sell anything I have online very easily. I have a loyalty program that um, I got a cat here. Sorry. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, we all have cats. We all have cats. <laughs> yeah, funny. So, but with loyalty, loyalty, which is a huge part of my business, um, marketing, they have built in marketing, text, and email. You're scheduling, you could schedule staff members, do payroll banking, um, appointments they do, which is more like uh, hair salons, barbershops, coaches, mm-hmm. things like that. And and there's there's more, but I'm sure I'm forgetting it. But those ones alone are just massive. And the, the tools available with Square just, uh, it blew my mind when I first started and I, I kicked myself for not starting earlier. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. And- yeah. And um, does it have its own email automation system or do you integrate something else with that? Nope. It has its own email, email marketing, text marketing. The the loyalty programs, all text-based, all phone number-based, super fast, uh, easy to use, easy for the customer, golfer, and guest in my case, and even for the the frontline staff member. Wow. That that is amazing. So here's, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction now. <clears throat> we touched on the popularity of golf a little bit earlier, but looking as a business person and looking at uh, the world in general, it, it seems to me that, and we've had experience of this in Woodstock where I live, where the one golf course uh, 12 years ago was bought out by the city for Toyota, the Toyota factory, and they mm-hmm. developed a brand new golf course and then they closed last year because that uh, farm where they were is surrounded by farmland has all been brought into the city for further housing development. So the same golf course has been taken over twice. But if you look at real estate costs in in all of the first world and even some of the other countries, and then you look at how, excuse me, a lot of young people are fascinated by electronics and don't do a lot of outdoor stuff. And then you look at our modern lifestyle means people don't have as much spare time. If you put all that together, is is that not a big threat for the future of golf? Uh, How do you see the future of golf? Yeah, I I think you're right. I think um, you know, golf got lucky when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Like really traditional golf got lucky. Um, we've seen a, a big spike and a sustained of 2021. But in this pre- last year, even at my own golf course, I saw a decline, slight decline, but a decline. And I think that's going to continue um, unless you pivot. You're going to see a lot of like more golf entertainment which has been taking mm-hmm. off like crazy if you've heard of top golf and yeah. and things of that nature which are um which that's i think that direction is going to be huge there's a ton mm-hmm. of them popping up all around the all around the world and um and that's going to be a big driver and it's even i think for traditional golf courses it makes it even that much more important to understand who your golfers are and to be able to remarket to them and be able to give them an incentive to actually come to your golf course and play, which is why we pushed so hard for the loyalty program. And I'm glad we did in 2020 when we had all those golfers coming through. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about golf and leisure activities, um, we had one of your colleagues who introduced us, in fact, um, Dave Schultz a, f- a couple of months yeah. back. Uh, and that's what he does, right? And he seems to be yeah. quite well done in the States with that uh, it's almost like a hybrid. For those of our audience who are not familiar with the term, it's it's like a, a hybrid between real golf and digital golf or something, is it not? 
Yeah, yeah, there's a mix. There's all kinds of models out there. And Dave has some some pretty wild ones too. So there's some really cool. It's basically mixing technology and your regular what we call like green grass or traditional golf. So it's really cool. It enables you to to take less time because like you said, time is a factor and a round of golf typically can take four to five hours, depending. Mm-hmm. And you cut you can cut that down to a couple and really have a good time. And it's um it's it's seen like yeah massive massive i think actually what i was reading a few weeks back is that the total number of golfers that actually um, utilize like a golf entertainment it's actually now over 50 percent so over 50 percent of golf or golf people who've engaged in any sort of golf activity now that's that's just kind of sway it used to be traditional golf took the majority now Mm -hmm. actually it's uh, the golf entertainment or the golf tech side that that's really took the majority Wow, interesting stuff. So technologies. Yeah. Now, what about things like the metaverse and virtual reality? Is uh, is that coming into some of these different types of golf as well? I mean, there's there's a few things that are like I've seen that are, but I I think it's way it's it's still quite a ways out there. It's still uh, yeah, there's still a lot left to be desired there, and I don't think the adoption is going to be that quick. But in like a decade, probably, probably, probably. interesting stuff. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Kathleen, back to you. So other than marketing, uh, I'd like to get back to the marketing of your golf course. And in fact, even in your your birdie softwares, what exactly, so, so when you market your market, are you basically promoting your loyalty club um, membership or are you, what kind of advertising just to get the word out there that you guys exist and that you're welcoming new members? What exactly? Yeah, yeah. What are this stuff? I mean, loyalty is one of the biggest ones. Okay. The loyalty, because it's such a big differentiator for us, mm-hmm. that's like one of, that's our, literally has been our main push over okay. the last three years. Um, but we, we do all kinds in terms of emails and running our events and just getting people to book tea times. Like that's all done. We do all the email marketing and everything through Square. But the loyalty has been our biggest push. That's a consistent one with my team and digitally pushing that as well too. All right. Mm-hmm. So you got your newsletters out there on a monthly or. A I don't I don't really do newsletters. No, no I do more um, specific. I like to keep things like very um, simple. So if we're talking about things, typically my emails are going to be one thing. So if it's an event, if it's a promotion, if it's a recap, it's not going to include like a bunch of things. It's going to be very specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> you, you've told us quite a bit about how you, manage the loyalty program and how you get people to your golf course. Once you've got them there, once they're at your whiskey run golf course and they've had their round or they're in the pub, in the bar or whatever, what else do you do to keep them coming back? Once you've attracted the customer, what else do you do apart from the loyalty program to keep them coming back? What makes you different? That's what I'm saying. It's the, I mean, it's the same answer, really. It's the loyalty okay. program. The loyalty it program. It is. That's right. the one that brings them back because every every dollar you spend, you're getting 10% back that you can yeah. use for anything. We don't limit it. You can use it on golf. You can use it for a drink. You can use it for food. Um, you can use it on our website you know, when you register for an event. Uh, this is the best way that I've seen to be able to bring people back. I mean, the, the standard things you're going to have to have. You're going to have to have good service. You're going to have to have good products. Yeah, sure. Um, but the differentiator for us, the, the massive differentiator, I would say, has been the loyalty program. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Here's another one. We, we have a little bit of time, so I'm just going to come up with a couple more things that always intrigue sure. me about golf courses. Um, I'll get to the, the question, but I'll give you a bit of background. As I said earlier, I live in Woodstock, and I, I go to Tim Hortons quite often. I, I got addicted when I moved to Canada. So <laughs> virtually every Tim Hortons in Woodstock has long wait times, both in the drive through and if you go into the restaurant. And the one I use most has quite a big sign. It says, please don't... Uh, get impatient with our staff you know we're short-staffed and we're really busy and every service organization i go to restaurant coffee house seems to have the same problem they can't get people to work for them so yeah. how, do, do you have that problem on the golf courses <clears throat> or yeah. are you able to find enough people to work for you yeah i mean we see that um problem mostly in like the shoulder seat what we call the shoulder season so like the spring the mm-hmm. fall because the majority of our workforce is actually um the service workforce is our students. Yes. So they're college students or at the end of the high school students and, um, and they're going back to school or they're going away and trying to get people to fill those roles has been, it's been, it's been challenging for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So there's times where I can understand why people put those signs up. That's right. But the, the, the corollary to that, if you like, is that we read that the economy's not doing too well. And I read the other day in the States alone, this year, 90,000 jobs in, in the tech industry have been cancelled, right? There's 90,000 mm-hmm. people from tech industry have lost their jobs. And, mm-hmm. and all sorts of other industries, because of COVID, shut down, everything else. A lot of people are unemployed. So the one end, you've got unemployment. Uh, the other end, you can't find enough people to do the, the service jobs. It seems like a strange world. It's, it's a very bizarre scenario. Very yeah. bizarre. Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. So here, Peter, oh, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm no, sorry. carry on. Oh, if there's uh, other golf clubs out there that are interested in your birdie software, how mm-hmm. might they go about um, getting in touch with you? Because it's through you, right? That that they could access- they can go to the the website. So birdie.com, B-I-R-R-D-I.com. You can literally get a T-sheet up and running for your business in less than five minutes. Oh, so, wow. yeah, we've made it. Uh, most Most software companies want you to do a demo and sit through this big spiel, like, we give you the keys mm-hmm. to go for a test run. So um, it gives you an opportunity to jump in and get started right away. And we, and we make it easy. So it's just like literally five minutes. And the club t-sheet. would then pay a monthly fee to use your software then I take it. Yeah. So, I mean, out the gate, you can use it for free, just book tea times, but we have a, a tiered system okay. where if you have events and you need events, then you can pay for if you want to work in the payments, then with Square, that's so there's there's uh, monthly fees that come with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, very good, very good. So here's a philosophical question for you: being a, having been a golfer all your life, um, mm-hmm. what what lessons can golf teach us for success in life and business? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Patience. <laughs> That's, that was literally at the top of my head, right? Because you, you think about patience and it, because getting like, when you think about like these things is getting good at golf. It takes time. It takes effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take, you could get the most expensive equipment, spend 10,000, thousands of dollars on golf clubs and the best of the best. And you know, if you can't hit the ball, you can't hit the ball. Like you gotta, you gotta work on that skill and you gotta hone it. And, and so patience is a huge one. So put in the work, put in the effort. Um, you know, yeah, you're going to have some bad holes. It's like playing 18 holes is like going through like an entire life 
it's a roller coaster for a while. You get some excitement when you first get started. You hit a bad shot, you're a little disappointed. Hit a good one, you're elated. It's like <laughs> it's got everything. And the one of the great things about golf too is, and this is a good one, I think, is that you hold yourself accountable. So mm-hmm. in life and business, I think this it's really important. You gotta you can't put the blame when you hit the shot, you hit the shot, and that's it. And I can't blame it on somebody else. The core, you you can hear people blame all oh, the course or the or the ball or the club, right? But ultimately, we know it's the person using that club, That's using right. the tool of how yeah. good they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and from my limited experience, I found that consistency in practice or application is important because, unlike, let's say squash, which I played quite a lot of, um, you have one racket. You have a number of shots. You have forehand, backhand, and this, but it, it's there's not that many actions in squash. You need a lot of agility or ra- racquetball, you call it. But in golf, you've got a whole lot of different clubs. You've got different lengths holes. You've got playing from rough grass to on the green. Um, th- there's so many differences. It's not just one specific skill with golf, is it? There, there's a lot of a lot involved that you and unless you do that every week or, or frequently, you're just not going to get good enough, right? Yeah, that's right. There's the the guys who um, love to just hit drivers, like go out there and just try to bomb it as far as they can. But then when you get to the the green or up on the green, it's a very delicate game, and that's where yep. most of the shots are made. So if you can't right. what we call chipping around the green or putting on the green, if you can't do that, you're going to have a tough time. So there is it's a big wide range of sort of skills that you have to work on. And to your point, I mean, you got to put in the reps. You got to put in the reps yep. in each of those facets yep. of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very and the good. mental side to go on top of that. Well, I was just about to say, there's the whole mental, yeah. the, yeah. the whole mental part of it that is a huge oh. component of golf, right? There's, yes, there's a fun trick actually. If you're playing with somebody and you're having a little match, and um, there's water on the hole, all you have to do is get them to notice it. There's like, oh, there's water up here, and then you'll be surprised how many times they hit it in the water. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's a dirty yeah. trick, you. Don't tell them I told you, but it's a good one. It works. I've seen it work a lot. Well, yeah, that, that somebody did that to me. I was playing on a course that had a lot of rocks on the side in South Africa. And they said, watch the rocks. And of course, yeah, where did my about three balls on <laughs> went into the rocks? <laughs> yeah, because they say that it's like that saying, you know, uh, don't think about elephants. Don't think about elephants. Yep. Don't think about elephants. Like, what are you thinking about elephants the whole time? You're like, damn. Like, don't think about the water. Don't think about the water. Oh, there's my ball in the water. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh. We're getting towards the end of our time. Kathleen, okay. back to you. Well, you you told us about how to go to your birdie um, website, but how do people contact you if they would like to have a word with you? Yeah, well, it's my name on all the socials, which might be a little difficult uh, to spell. So you can show it in the throw it in the show notes. Uh, but it's yeah, Luke we'll Newland and. And you can email me, Luke, at whiskeyrun.com. And there's no E in whiskey in Canada. We don't spell uh, whiskey with an E. So it's W-H-I-S-K-Y-R-U-N.com. Or uh, give me a call. Shoot me a message. My number is 905-329-8890. Excellent. Okay. We will put that on there. Thank you very much, Luke. And uh, yeah. and wishing you the best of luck in, in the months and years ahead with uh, everything you've got going on there. So that that's really interesting. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And once again, thank you all for tuning into our show. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.